we're gonna we're gonna read a scripture together uh, and uh, ask you all to like right here in the middle of the, the, everybody's on the edges if y'all could move a little bit toward the middle a little bit more that greatly appreciate it amen I won't have to be looking for you be right in front of me amen right in that middle section come on in son. thank you so much appreciate that amen uh, we're gonna read a scripture very familiar text, Luke 10, 25 through 37. Luke 10, 25 through 37. We're going to read the whole passage. I'm going to take about a minute. So let's read it together. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself and he said to him you have answered correctly do this and you will live but he desiring to justify himself said to Jesus and who is my neighbor Jesus replied a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed leaving him half dead now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, poured on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper saying, take care of him. And whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three men do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, the one who showed mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. You go and do likewise. Let's give God some praise for his word. <laughs> thankful for everybody present here today. Uh, thankful for our first time guests in the house. Make sure you fill out the connect card. It's red, I think, today. Uh, there's a place for you to indicate some information so that we can contact you, reach out to you, invite you back, say thank you for your being here let you know when special occasions come up here at Rejoice. And not going to bombard you with communication, but we want to reach out. So let us do that, and we'll recognize you uh, a little bit later in this service. Amen? Good to see everybody. Say hi to folk around you. Say hi. All right. All right. God bless you. Amen. You can be seated. Praise God. I want to thank uh, the Rejoice family for being here yesterday to help facilitate the memorial service for Lisa Kimball's mom, Ruth Kimball, and uh, the choir, the ushers, uh, you know, just everybody that was invested and involved. We give God thanks. Let's give God some praise for them. Uh, school of Leaders, current School of Leaders, we are rescheduling your uh, session from this coming Sunday. 9 a.m. until the 20th, the following Sunday at 9 a.m. So mark your calendars. We're rescheduling the School of Leaders from the 13th to the 20th, the 20th 
think that's all I wanted to mention right now. We're on a series of messages called Brothers and Sisters. Amen. Any brothers in the house? Any sisters in the house? Amen. Brothers, we just let the sisters just overpower us like that. Don't we have the deeper voices? Any brothers in the house? All right, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, you did more, the most, huh? <laughs> That's a good thing. Good to see everybody today. Thankfully, God, for each and every one of you. It's a joy and a privilege to serve you. It's a blessing to be a part of this church and uh, to, to uh, provide leadership, to be a shepherd, a shepherd, shepherd, an under-shepherd of the good shepherd. Amen. And, uh, you know, and to just share what God has laid on my heart for you this morning relative to how we might become stronger, stronger in our faith. Amen. And how we might live out truly becoming brothers and sisters. Amen. Uh, the text, the passage, the pericope today deals with Jesus responding to the question of how you love. Amen. And Jesus capsulizes it. He reduces to one phrase what the gospel is all about, what God is all about. He said God is about love. Amen. And that we ought to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then he also says we ought to love our neighbors uh, as ourselves. Amen. So that means we ought to have some self-love as well, right? So we can't really know how to love until we love ourselves. So he's called us to love. He said that's the most important thing. If you want it all capsulized, if you want it reduced to one common denominator, if you want an understanding of a summary of what the faith really entails, it entails an ethic of love. Amen. A love ethic. Amen. And that ain't always easy. And so... You know, so the fellows he was, talk, he was talking to, the ladies he was talking to, one guy posed the question, well, you'd say I'm supposed to love my neighbor. Can you tell me? Can you define for me? Can you qualify for me? Can you give me further detail about how to extrapolate, <laughs> you know, from all the people that I see and all the folk that I come in contact, who should I be loving toward? Who is my neighbor? Amen. Who is my neighbor? In other words, he's really trying to find a legal loophole to get out of some of this. Amen. Let me get out of, you know, some of this. You know, I, you, you're saying I'm, I'm, love, I'm supposed to be loving everybody. I, I want to I wanna qualify. Who is, who is my neighbor? Amen. And then he goes into this elaborate parable about, you know, a stranger who's stripped and beaten and robbed. And he's on the side of the road, laid out injured severely, obviously, because he can't get up. Amen. And, you know, the scenario lays out before us how folk are coming by and bypassing. You know, and, and, and in essence, some people of some, of some strategic status, a Levi, you know, uh, that's, that's of the priestly household. You know, a priest, religious folk, spiritual folk, God, so-called godly folk are passing by. Obviously, they don't see this person as a neighbor or somebody that they should be attentive to, let alone a brother or a sister. Amen, somebody. This is not my brother. This is not my sister. This is not my problem. 
I see peril. I see danger. I see uh, something problematic. I'm not going to get in the middle of that. I'm not getting in the weeds. I'm not getting involved. I'm not going to invest myself in this stranger. Amen. And then to add insult to injury, he says, look, uh, not only do you have this person on the side of the road, but the person who is attentive is a person of a different nationality, different ethnic background, and was known to be tension. Amen. Conflict between Jews and Samaritans. Amen. This racial divide, if you will, these half-breeds, and they've been relegated to being taboo and off-limits and defiled. He said, but the person who responds is an unlikely player. Amen, somebody. Unlikely. So you can imagine, it's shocking their conscience, first of all, that Jesus would say that a Samaritan would have more spiritual moxie than we Jews. We're the chosen people. Amen, somebody. Are you telling me that somebody can be more loving than us? That somebody can be more attentive than us? That somebody who is outside of our race, who is outside of our sphere of influence, who is outside of our teaching, who is outside of our spiritual ethic, uh, comes from nowhere and gains status through this story. Amen, somebody. Nobody has become somebody in Christ. He's not a respecter person. Amen. And so we see and sense Jesus saying, putting legs to this story of how you love. Not just a fuzzy feeling, a euphoric experience, something in our heads. Amen. So love in this instance becomes a verb, an action word. Not just a thought, not just an imagining, not just, you know, well wishes. It is an action. Amen. Love is an action. It's not a thought, not an imagining. It's not a fleeting kind of thing. It's something that, that gets involved. Jesus is really, in essence, a genius. Amen. Just the way he went about teaching and preaching and instructing and going against the grain, you know, to, to say something radical with, in such a soft way, tactful, strategic, smart, you know. He's, he's illustrating this so anybody can get it. Amen, somebody. So this neighbor is somebody who cares. Amen. How do I, how do I become a neighbor? I, I care. Amen, somebody. I care. I, I have a depth to me, a, 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 a strength to me, a passion to me, a decency to me, a, a sense of peace that's, in essence, willing to even put my own well-being in peril to attend to the needs of another. Amen. So, so, so it's transformative what's happening in this parable. It, it speaks to how we brotherize and sisterize people. We just simply care. Amen. It's not easy to care. Amen. Especially when we're being numb to care. You know, and we are on information overload that causes fear and trepidation, cautiousness that, you know, that we, that we, we we're overly cautious in this culture because we've seen so many you know, murders and robberies and, you know, even on TV and movies and, 
make-believe and some real, you know, in terms of what we hear on the news and it always, you know, the, the, the culture wants you, to, wants you to believe that the evil is lurking everywhere. Amen. Evil is not that prominent. Evil is not the dominant element in the world. Amen. It is a severe minority. So why are we shaking in our boots? Why are we walking on eggshells? Why are we act like everybody is uh, dangerous? Amen, somebody. You know, uh, even, you know, we talk about racial profiling and things of that nature. You know, some of y'all have people hold their purses, clutch their purses closer because you got on the elevator. Amen, somebody. Uh, somebody locked the car all of a sudden, you know, like evil is everywhere. You look like evil. I'm not evil. Amen. Most aren't. Amen. And even those who have a tinge of it do not need to be feared. God has not given us a, a spirit of fear. Amen, somebody. The word says he's given us power, sound mind to be able to deal with circumstances and situations where we can engage. Even when it says for us to put on the whole arm of God, it doesn't say for us to run. All the armament is, and, 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 the, and the, the, the breastplate, the shield, amen, the belt, you know, uh, the, the shoe shot with the preparation of God, all that stuff is in the front, ain't nothing in the back. You're approaching the enemy. You ain't running from it. Amen, somebody. You, you're approaching. You're, you're coming. You're moving forward. He has not given us a spirit of fear. He wants us to be invested and involved. He wants us to break outside of our comfort zone and meet people and love people and enlist people and engage people. Amen. Brother rising, sister rising. It's progressive. It's a journey. It can be powerful and significant if we engage. It's a strategy that Jesus Christ gave us himself. Amen, somebody. To engage people where they are. Where was this guy? He's laying down, laying out on the side of the road. And Jesus basically, Nessus in this parable says, engage him. Go see about him. Go meet the need. Don't be fearful. Get in there. Amen, somebody. Don't look for the legal loophole. Don't look for the escape clause. Don't look for the out. Amen. Find a way to engage with people. Now, I'm not asking you to be crazy or, you know, undiscerning. God, God wants you to discern as well. He wants you to, uh, to, to sense as well. But... But we are asking you to open up your heart to the people that are nearest to you, closest to you. Amen. Pay attention. Earmark some time. Amen. Be attentive to the people who are nearest to you. He didn't say, you know, a lot of times when we think about ministry, we think about doing ministry on another continent. You know, let me send a donation here. Or let me help the folk who are poor in, you know, in a, on, a, on a whole nother sphere of the planet, part of the planet. Amen, somebody. And we're not looking closely enough to the people next to us and near us. Our neighbors, our friends, our family members. You know, we can be so preoccupied until we lose sight of those folk. Those folk who are closest to us. Those folk that we should be attentive to. Those folk that we should be attempting to disciple, those folk who should, we, we should be pouring into, those folk that we should be showing interest for, having feelings for. Amen? See, to say I, 
love everyone. That's broad. That's way too broad. Amen. I can't just say I love everyone. I don't see everybody. I don't meet everybody. I don't come in contact with everybody. You know, so, so I love everybody. Wait a minute. Don't tell me about everybody. Tell me about the people you love and how that manifests itself in real, you know, deliverables, actionable stuff that's happening as a result of your love. Amen? So, 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 so we can be so concerned about everyone until we're concerned about no one. Amen? You know, Nehemiah, he was instructing the people about how to do a massive building project, building campaign that seemed un insurmountable, seemed like it, would, it couldn't have possibly been achieved. But what he told the people, I want you to go build the wall nearest to your home. Build the wall in your backyard. Build that wall. Amen. Take care. Take ownership for what's in your backyard. Take ownership for building up what's in close proximity to you. Amen. And as a result, the, the walls start being built up all across the nation. Walls start coming up because people were attentive to their own backyard. Amen. What's in your backyard? Amen. What's, what's nearest to you? What's, what's closest to you? Not what you can donate to. Not saying, well, the government is taking care of that issue, that problem. Love the folk who are nearest to you. Your, the people who are part of your heritage. The people who are part of your lineage. The people who are part of your geography. Amen, somebody. Figure out how to love those folk. Because this commandment is to love. The great commandment to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength to love your neighbor as yourself. Amen, somebody. And, and Jesus even goes on to further to say to even love your enemies. Amen. So he, he extends the commandment to love. And then there's this progressive, you know, this, you got the great commandment and then you got the great commission. Go, 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 go into all the world. Go ye into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the Go, go. That's progressive. Why is it progressive? Because Jerusalem, that's your home. That's your family. Judea, that's your extended family. That's folk of like race, nationality, ethnicity. That's Judea. That's, that's your people. Amen, somebody. Samaria, that's folk of different nationalities, cultures, and backgrounds, and racial backgrounds. Go, 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 go. It's a progressive agenda to reach people. No matter what background, ethnicity, race, he's called us to not be strangers to the world but to be brothers and sisters to it. Amen, somebody. So the great commandment to love, the great commission, you know, just this concentric circle that goes outwards, like throwing a rock into a pond that spreads these ripples out, outward from where you are. Amen, he wants us to have that ripple effect in the world in which we live. Amen, somebody. So the great commandment and the great commission to go. But some of us are like Jonah. Jonah say, uh-uh, God, I ain't going. Mm -mm, you want me to go, uh, you know, to Tarshish, but I'm going to Nineveh. Opposite direction. You, you want to assign me to some people that I don't like. You want to assign me to some people that's done some evil deeds and, do, and, and they've done some stuff that's, that's unforgivable. I'm not ready to go to these people. Matter of fact, I ain't going. Amen, I ain't going. I'm out. So he headed in the opposite direction. Rather than uh, receiving that assignment, 
He, he, he was passive aggressive either. He didn't tell, tell God no. He just didn't do it. Some of us don't say no. We just ain't doing it. Amen, somebody. Just passive aggressive. So, so uh, Jonah said, oh, I ain't going, I ain't going, I ain't going. So he got on the ship. And you know the story about the ship, the weather, the storm. And, you know, then the prophetic information came to somebody. Hey, we, we, we're going through the storm because of you. Amen, somebody. And Jonah... He winds up in the water and swallowed by a great fish. And the fish delivered him to the shore of where his commission was supposed to be. <laughs> Spit him out on the shore. Now get to you, y'all. Amen. You know, sometimes we don't get, you know, in scripture it says there'll be no sign given but the sign of Jonas. You know what that means? That's, that means, you know, you find out your assignment by living life. You wonder, well, what am I supposed to be doing? Where are you right now? That's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be doing where you are. What am I supposed to be engaged in? What am I supposed to be about? You're supposed to be about the environment, the atmosphere, the people where you are, the closest people nearest to you, people around you. That's your assignment right now. You act like your assignment is difficult. It ain't difficult to discern. Just, just get to stepping where you are. Get engaged where you are. Get do something in the context where you currently find yourself. Not be, be they used to say squatting here, looking over there. Ministry doesn't happen that way. It happens where you are. Where am I? You know, just look around. This is where I am. This is where I do ministry. This is where I love. This is where I care. This is where I become a tenant. This is where I explore my environment. And, 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 and connect with people, praise God, so that I can divine God's providential design for my life. Providence is real. God has you here for a purpose. God has you in this place for a purpose. God has you in Central Florida for a purpose. God has you in your community, in your neighborhood for a reason. God has you on the job that you don't like for a reason. Amen. There's an assignment right where you are, praise God. So say, God, help me know my assignment in this context for this season. And help me, Lord God, to embrace it without hesitation, without reservation. Well, you know, help me, Lord God, to embrace my assignment for this season. Amen, somebody. You know, I was listening to the Christian radio station this week, and uh, one, there was this dialogue taking place between this, these two ladies. You could tell they both profess to be people of faith, but, uh, but, but, but one of them was talking about the people who was coming against her. Amen, somebody. And the other one was saying, and then she was saying how, you know, the people who were coming against her, coming against her, coming against her. And so somebody who was spiritual told them, in so many days, that person going to fall. They're going down, 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 down. <laughs> Amen. So it was a conversation about vengeance <laughs> and vindication. It's about, you know, God attacking the people that I don't like and the people that don't like me. Amen, somebody. Do you think that's the agenda that God has for us? Amen, somebody. For, for us to attack the people and, and wish and desire for harm to come against folk that come against us. The word says pray for those who despitefully use you. Do good to them. Amen. Do good to them. Not, not purpose in your heart to perform some evil exorcist. 
This needs to be an exorcism. I'm going to cast the demon out. Amen? No, no. God has given us an assignment to love. And too often, there's been whole cults built around God hating the same, same folk you hate. Amen? If you've got some kind of religion that has as a part of its mantra, we hate a certain race or we hate a certain people. You know, ethnic cleansing was about that. You know, we hate this particular race. We hate this particular people. That's what, that's what the Germans did years ago. We, we, don't, we, 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 hate, we hate the Jews. And we hate Af African Americans or blacks. We, we hate all these people. These people, they're not a part of the, of the family of God. And so we're going to deal with them. Amen. And our God gives us carte blanche ability to deal with these folk. That's what God does. He fights our battles and we have specific enemies. God has called us to truly love, to bless people, amen, even when they don't agree with us, even when their politics are different, amen, even when their belief systems are different. He's called us to love, and love is a word of action, to be there for people, to be attentive to people, to, to ask questions, to, to, to deal with them where they are. And right now, if they're beat down, lying down, laid out on the floor, we're supposed to be attentive. And they may be that way mentally, psychologically, or literally, physically, but God has called us to be attentive. Amen? God is not your enforcer. Amen, somebody. You know, some of us say, well, you know, I want God to enforce or be the force that does this cleansing. Amen? And that mean kill somebody for me, Lord? I don't mind you doing that either. Take them out, Lord. <laughs> y'all act like none of y'all wanted to play that prayer before. Just, dis just allow them to disappear from the face of the planet, Lord. I don't care how you do it. Just do it. Then if something does happen to happen, this is our testimony. Won't he do it? We claim the power. They happened to got in an accident. I told them not to mess with me. God don't like ugly. They ought to know that I'm one of his children. <laughs> Amen, somebody. That ain't the right side to be on. The word says pray for. That means pray something good happened to them, not something bad. Amen, that means lift them up, ask God, to intervene, ask God to really come into their hearts because many of the people that we have this expectation that they're going to be Christian, they're not Christian. So why do you have an expectation like they're going to act Christian and they're not Christian? Why do you have an expectation that they're going to be fair and they don't know Jesus? Are they going to be loving and they don't know Jesus? Are they going to be gentle and they don't know Jesus? Are they going to be equitable and they don't know Jesus? How, how we gonna, how, why we got that false expectation in the first place? Amen, they're heathens. Amen. Your little children are heathens before they know Jesus, too. <laughs> I always like to get that one in. You know, children are heathens. They don't know Jesus. Why are you acting like they know Jesus? They don't know Jesus. They're going to do some stuff because they don't know Jesus. You need to, your, your, your goal need to be to get them to Jesus. Amen, somebody. Jesus will help you with that mess. Amen. Amen, somebody. 
you better be trying to get them to Jesus because they need the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. I, I mean, I'm joking, but I'm real. It's real. They really do need. You know, I had a, I, I had a tough wheel child. Amen, somebody. Child, we had to put that child on the altar. Jesus. You know, when you're coming, come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. You know, and it got better. When she met Jesus. <laughs> Amen, somebody. I ain't telling you about something I'm proposing. I'm telling you about something happened. Amen, somebody. And, uh, and you know, you can go all the, the blame game all you want to. Well, that's from your side of the family. <laughs> Everybody got a side of the family that ain't working. Amen, somebody. Can I get a witness in the house? <laughs> so we need to pray for them. Love on them care about them, minister to them. Don't have a false expectation that's going to be tit for tat or reciprocal all the time. Amen, somebody. And we got to brotherize and sisterize people. Amen. You know, sometimes we just simply try to make people our projects. That's not quite enough because it doesn't denote bonding or relationship. Amen. You know, I love to receive gifts but I also like to be asked to help and assist. Amen, somebody. See, a, a brother is somebody that you, that you don't just give to, but you get from. Amen, somebody. You know, so, so guess what we all need? You know, like you got this coworker and you're trying to bond with them. Don't just give them stuff. Ask for advice or help from them. That's when we start to really connect. They need me. They want me to chime in. They want my advice. You know, they want, you know, it used to be that your neighbor, you go, you go, you go across the street, look, you got any sugar, we out, I don't feel like going to the store right now, so this is the closest thing, let me go get my sugar. That made you more of a neighbor, right, from borrowing stuff, or I need, you need your weed eater, man. You know, give me, let me use your weed eater, you know, so, so, so a bond, a connection took place, because it wasn't just a give, it was a take, it was a give and a take. A give and a take makes for relationship. If it's just always take, 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 or give, 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 and it's not a give and a take, then a true bonding can't take place. So when a brother, you know, they may not have money, but they may have wisdom, experience, or information, knowledge, or contact, or they might just love chiming in on a decision that you got to make. That's when I feel love. I feel love when I'm utilized. I feel love when I'm connected. I feel love I, like a brother or sister when I'm needed. I feel loved like a brother or sister when I can, I can become even an advisor. If I don't have much else to offer, I can advise. I can pray for you. Amen. Let me pray for you. You need to ask somebody, would you pray for me? Amen. So not just let me pray for you. Would you, would you pray for me? This, these are issues that I'm going through. That's when we get open and vulnerable and transparent. When people know we got problems too. Amen. So we got this holier-than-thou attitude like we don't have no problems. We do have problems. Forgiving is a way to build a bond. People know when they do you wrong. Amen. The question is, are you willing to forgive? You say, well, 
you know, some people want to do love from a distance. Again, care about somebody on another continent or somewhere else, amen. Or in this instance with the Samaritan, didn't want to walk across the street. But in some instances, we don't want to walk across the room. Amen. Can you walk across the room? Even in the church, there have been some people here at this church. Amen, somebody. Who waiting on somebody to just walk up and say hi. Amen, somebody. You know, that's, that's the connection. Where you, where you see somebody like, there's been somebody sitting five seats away from you that you ain't walked over to. I said, hey, how you doing? I've been seeing you. You're you a, you a pew mate. You're a seat mate with me. You know, how are you? My name is. Uh-oh. Y'all got real quiet. Real, really, really, really quiet. Amen, somebody. I'm talking about walking across the room. I'm talking about walking across a few seats. I'm talking about seeing somebody in the lobby out there after church and just saying, hey, and being neighborly. Amen, somebody. This is not a competition. Amen. We don't need to fear each other. We need to love each other. Amen. We need to minister to each other. We need to open up to each other. We need to be accessible and available to each other. We need to walk across the room. Amen. That's, that's where your neighbor really is. Right across the room, right across the aisle. Amen. Right in your vicinity. That's where you're neighbor really is. Amen, somebody. So God is calling us to walk. Some of us brag about I ain't good at names. Well, you need to get a pencil and paper and a pad. Amen. One of them little notepads they used to have. And when you get some, meet somebody, write that name down and draw a picture of them if you need to. Or take a picture. It's like, can I take your picture right quick? You know, take a picture, put it in your notes, put the name there. Stop not knowing people's names. Don't, don't use it, God, and get, you got, you know, you know, all these celebrities, these athletes, you, know, you got, you got the ability to know a name. You know names of people who don't even know you, don't care about you, nothing like that. Amen, somebody. Idolize them, care about them, and you don't know the person right next to you. I can't remember you, I ain't good at names. Don't, don't say that to me no more. Amen, because you, because if I don't know your name, you don't come out a stranger. Once I know your name, now at least you're an acquaintance. If I don't know your name, you're not even an acquaintance. Amen. So how am I going to get in a relationship and you haven't even become an acquaintance where I know your name? Y'all can, can say amen or ouch. Ouch if you want to. Just say ouch. I'll take either one. So stop being anonymous. Get acquainted Walk across the aisle. Walk across a few seats. Walk across the room. Amen, somebody. Especially somebody that you see just showed up. It's just showed up. Guess what? They need to know we're friendly. They need to know we're here. They need to know we're available. They need to know we ain't scared of them. <laughs> Amen, somebody. And, 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 and we want them to be a part of this environment. You know, even with your own contacts and community, friends and families, be more present. I said more present, not just present. You know, you can, you can be home and not present. Amen, somebody. So, you know, I'm home, but I'm not really present. 
I'm, I'm engaged. I'm preoccupied. I'm in another space. I'm in another place. My head is gone somewhere else. Amen. How about coming in the, in, into the moment? How about entering into the present? Praise God. How about being there? I, I'm guilty of this sometimes of, uh, of talking to some folk, but I, I got the next thing on my mind. And so I don't completely engage sometimes in the moment. So I'm confessing something right. I need to be better at that. What about you? Amen, somebody. You know, you know. Uh, I think Artbury he said, "This that's what you call hurry sickness. Hurry sickness. You know, you know, love and hurry are fundamentally incompatible." Did you hear me? I said, "Love and hurry." are fundamentally incompatible. They don't go together. Amen. You ever sense that Jesus was in a hurry? You just, I mean, you can just read the pages and read the parables and read the interactions and you never sense that he was in a hurry. Matter of fact, in one instance, he was so much not in a hurry doing ministry where he was until the person's calling him to heal somebody, the person died. Lazarus actually died. But, you know, then he showed up late because he wasn't in a hurry where he was. He was doing ministry, doing what God had called him to do right there. And then he's going to the next place. He rises at the next place. And what they didn't know, it wasn't Jesus' intent to heal a sick man. It was his intent to raise a dead one. Amen, somebody. So, so, so again, hurry doesn't get us where we need to go. You know, it's not like, you know, you've been waiting in the waiting room for to see the doctor. Then he, then he come, in, come in the room and he spend five minutes with Jesus. You know, waited on him for two hours. He got five minutes because he got to get that next patient in there, make that next money. Now, hopefully I'm exaggerating a little bit. Amen, somebody. But, but the bottom line is, hurry doesn't make you feel attended to, attended to. Hurry doesn't make you feel like, you know, the process is complete or it's full or it's caring. Amen, somebody. So, so we don't want to be in a hurry in every circumstance. If I'm in and out, then I'm showing in some instances a, a, a kind of being un, uncaring. I gotta, I gotta gather myself into the moment. Listen, hear, discern, seek, advise, care, share. In the moment, somebody say in the moment. So the question is, are you in the moment? And you know, that's being robbed more and more from us through, with, through technology. More and more out of the moment. More and more disengaged. More and more preoccupied. More and more in these devices. Satan is loving it. He's loving it. Because it's not akin to love. Amen, somebody. And then the next thing again is, is fear. Say, Lord, help me to overcome fear. My own fear to talk to people. My own fear of people. Amen. How I'm going to engage in this agenda that Jesus has clearly laid out. How I am I going to engage in this strategy of loving if, if I'm timid. Amen, somebody. If I'm, if I'm sh shy, if I, if I disengage in that way, if I'm unwilling to, to socially interact. Amen, somebody. God didn't give us the fear of fear. To fear. But a lot of times we confuse timidness with fear. 
Say, God, help me to get over my timidness. Even when we go on prayer walks, you know, some of us act like we're going in a war zone or something. We're going in somebody's neighborhood. These are brothers and sisters in the neighborhood. They're not serial killers and destroyers. And, you know, these are people just like you in your home. Amen. In that community, in that neighborhood. But that spirit of fear and timidity will get on you and prevent you from participating in something that's so healthy, something that's so wholesome, something that's such a blessing. Amen. You know, to know that the church of Jesus Christ is in my community, that lifts my spirit. Amen. As a man of God, that lifts my spirit to know that the church wasn't scared of me. Amen. It, got, it came to where I was. It came to my community. It, it wasn't strange or weird or awkward. They weren't nervous. They were not unwilling to reject. Amen. But they were willing to accept. They came into my community and they cared. Amen. So we moved from being strangers to acquaintances to building and bonding, praise God, so that relationships might be built that lift the kingdom's principles, praise God. We can do more. We can do so much more. You know, I don't think we party enough as Christians. I ain't talking about the world's party. Now. I ain't talking about party over here. But I'm talking about party. You know, I'm talking about a Christian party. We need to do more partying. Amen, somebody. Now, you got to have the right music for this party. It ain't the same kind of party if you got the wrong music. Kirk, where you at? Where Kirk at? Kirk. Kirk. See Kirk right there? He, where Rajon at? Rajon right there? They'll help you with your musical repertoire. Amen. See them if you say, listen, I, want, I, want, I need like 25 good songs. Some of them maybe Christian hip-hop because I got some folk who like hip-hop. But we want to do Christian. I, I, I need some fast songs. I need some more worshipful and praiseful songs. They'll give you all of that. Amen, somebody. And, and, and so we got that for you. Just ask for it. But create an environment where people begin to say, wait a minute, wait, I ain't heard that. I ain't heard that rapper before. What is he talking about? Talking about Jesus. J-E-S-U-S. He talking about Jesus. Amen, somebody. I'm talking about how you engage, you know, how you, you could have a block party. Just say, you know something, I'm gonna have a block party. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a party for my neighborhood, hot dogs and hamburgers. And I'm gonna create an environment, praise God, where we can come together, amen, and we can be the neighbors and friends and, and reach out, praise God, and the opportunity may open. Then a Matthew party, like in scripture, when Jesus called Matthew, Matthew threw a party. He threw a party and he invited all his unchristian friends. Then he had all the disciples there as well and said, look, we're going to get these folks saved, at least exposed to the faith. Praise God. So it's going to be this cross-pollination that takes place with the agenda of people knowing and experiencing the love of Jesus through us. So we need to party more. Facilitate atmospheres and environments where good times can happen Good, wholesome times can happen. Amen, somebody. Don't disengage. Engage. Build. Impact. Win to the glory of Almighty God. Too often we're too prideful to just ask people for help. Amen, somebody. You, 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 you were the co-worker. They know how to do this. But you're so prideful 
until you say, I ain't gonna, I don't think I'm gonna. But you know, that bonds to ask somebody a question. It, it's a type of bond to ask for assistance. It's a type of humbling yourself, getting, breaking off pride, a sense of self-importance, and reaching out to people is important, amen? Amen. Can we do this to the glory of God and be enabled and empowered to make a difference on behalf of Jesus? The word says, when did you see me hungry and give me food? When did you see me, you know, naked and give me clothes? When did you see me sick and visit me? Amen. Well, what you've done to the least of these, you've done it unto me. If you've been neighborly, praise God, God is saying, you are ministering to me. So he's called us to minister to each other. And vicariously, we minister to God by ministering to each other. Amen. They become the face of God. Why is this important? Because Jesus grafted on to us. What does that mean to graft on? You know, in Romans it talks about a grafting that takes place. Grafting is when you take, you know, some plants or trees or, and you, you connect the two. You graft the two together. And then a hybrid occurs where a combination of these two plants produces something else. Amen. And the word of God says that Jesus grafts on to us. Now you would think, you know, he wouldn't do that because we're impure. We're, we have pollutants. We, we're imperfect. Amen, somebody. But the word of God says while we were yet in sin, he died for us. In other words, while we didn't have it together, you know, most times you want to graft on to something or connect with something because it's beneficial because it can help you, because it can bless you, because it can, has something to benefit you. But when he connects with us, that ain't to his benefit, that's to his detriment. It cost him his life on the cross, amen? But he's invited us to connect with him. And in that connecting, the process begins where we are purified, where we are sanctified, where we are renewed, where we are made over in the image of Almighty God where we began the process of the cleansing of our spirits, our hearts, our minds, our emotions, our thinking. The Word of God says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So this process begins where he rewrites the code, rewrites our spiritual DNA, where we began to look more like him. He said, now while you see me willing to connect with you, why are you so unwilling to connect with those around you? Amen. Why do you feel like you're going to lose? You're not going to lose. You're going to be blessed by engaging. You're going to be blessed by loving. You're going to be blessed by brothering and sistering folk. You're going to be blessed by partnering with people. You're going to be blessed by connecting. Amen, somebody. You don't know who in this place can be a serious blessing to you. But you cloistered off. We are in our own little silos. God forbid, I know Rejoice don't have no cliques or nothing. We don't have, no, we don't have that kind of thing. I ain't hear no amen or something. I didn't hear no amen or we don't have cliques. Amen. Now y'all got something else for me to pray about. <laughs> we want to connect with each other. We want to love on each other. We want to bless one another. We want to encourage one another. We want to build one another up, praise God. We want to build the community of Jesus Christ. We want to 
be what God is calling us to be, the people of God, the brothers and sisters that make up the family of God, a family strong, better together, a family strong, better together, in the name of Jesus Christ. Won't you stand all over the house? I want to invite somebody to make this vital connection today to come forward in his name to be a brother to be a sister to be a part of the family of our God this sector of it this, this section of the family this part of the body affectionately do up rejoice in the Lord ministries we invite you to be a part of the family the fold the fellowship the community of the redeemed we invite you to come you can say it Excuse me to your neighbors, person near or next to you. Come forward to connect, to reconnect, to dedicate or rededicate, to affirm or reaffirm your faith in Jesus. You may already know him. You may be new in the church, in, in the community. Now you need a family, a connection. God wants us all connected to what he's doing in the world. So we invite you, as we worship for a few moments, we invite you to make a connection. We invite you to be a part of this family. We invite you to be a brother, to be a sister, to say, here I am. Won't you come? Every heart praying. Won't you come? Every heart praying. Thank you, Jesus. up in the house. today.